Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to the One Take Wonder. I'm your host, Alexia, and this is the One Take Wonder podcast, which is supposed to premiere every Monday night at 7.30 Eastern Standard Times, but I have been going through it like Job in the Bible. If you are a frequent listener here, then you know about my struggle to achieve good sound. I understand that you guys would listen to it regardless, but I just have this thing where I want this podcast to be really good and I'm unhappy with the sound. And if you're new here, welcome. And also that just pretty much caught you up to speed. And so something that like endlessly frustrates me is not being able to get it to work. So for the past week, I've been researching. And then when it's time for the moment to really get the action started, what happens? This This MacBook Pro decides to not download any of the software um, despite rebooting it and updating it. And so I essentially just have to edit the sound and post. If I've uploaded this, it means that this was successful and that all of this audio didn't go to waste. Without further ado, let's get into it. First of all, what a great week to be a Nicki Minaj hater. I used to be a Barb when I was younger, like middle through probably college whenever she released that weird music video with Takashi 69 is when I was like oh like something's wrong with her because if you didn't know and you know brief trigger warning just skip ahead two minutes um Takashi 69 was convicted for sexual abuse of a minor and this conviction happened prior to his start in the industry like it was already very well known that he was a habitual predator and artists work with him. And so I've just never been able to not side eye the many, many artists that welcomed him into the circle, um, the many podcasters and radio shows that offered him a platform to spew his nonsense just because he was like the hottest troll and, you know, six, nine, whatever. But he did a music video for the song Fifi with Nicki Minaj. And on that song, they're playing patty cake, um, the lyrics are very childish and like so is the the background it's all like rainbows but it's like twerking women to kids stuff it, it's very weird and it was like for you to know of his conviction because there's no way that you're Nicki Minaj and you're so supposedly careful about your pen and the type of people that you work with and then to not be diligent at all with the type of men you allow to come on to your podcast or not podcast your music like that really disgusted me and it was very hurtful to me as a fan and then shortly after that someone else on twitter was like yeah Nicki Minaj has a history of very weird behavior with sexual predators and they went over when I didn't know that she had a brother who was arrested for the same charges as Takashi 69 and convicted and yet she actually posted his bail and wrote letters to the judge but also really the the nail in the coffin I mean not that all of those things weren't nails in the coffin but I think what's even more egregious is that 
she married Kenneth Petty. Now, if you don't know who Kenneth Petty is, he is a registered sex offender from Queens, New York. He's also a murderer. And I'm not going to use words like allegedly because you don't have to use the word allegedly when talking about crimes perpetrated and convicted by the United States government. Like you can, you can argue with the New York City docket sheet. And so when she married him, people obviously looked into this like seemingly nobody that Nicki Minaj had married, right? Because she came onto the scene with some tweet, I think it was in 2019, if I'm remembering the Vogue article correctly, where she was like, yeah, you know, I'm married, I think I'm going to step back from music. And people thought, okay, well, she's going to get with the other rappers that she's in company with, she's going to get with an executive. Because if you've been a fan of Nicki Minaj, you know that she's never had a good love life like her she, she's never been good at picking good men she was with safari and then meek mill and then maybe drake maybe some sort of thing with eminem but never like men who took her seriously or respected her and it, i don't know it was just like really disappointing and hard to watch as a fan and so people were initially very happy with her when she popped out with Kenneth Petty only to discover that he was a sex offender and then to try to refute these claims she started spreading lies about her, the um the victim's perspective or story I guess and so she engaged in this hate campaign against the victim and I'll link the Daily Beast articles and the New York Times articles I also covered it on my TikTok so I'm not gonna go too much into depth on here but I think it's important to read that really great reporting from the Daily Beast and understand that like this was something people understood immediately and so this misinformation campaign was just based off the strength that the barbs are a very unstable fan base and I'm sure like the casual listener Nicki Minaj is not getting wrapped up in this bullshit I know I wasn't but I'm talking about the entity that identifies as barbs on social media platforms who are really vicious and don't care about truth and it almost seemed very cult like I hate to use that word because I think it gets overused but like there is something very hive-mindy about the fact that the only thing connecting people from all over the globe is this godlike worship of Nicki Minaj as a person who can do no wrong and also this devotion is why she's had hits in the past several years it's very well known that Nicki Minaj artificially pumps up her streaming numbers by simply getting her fans to go on the charge and listen to her music more and more um which is not an accurate reflection of like how much she's being listened to in the media and it's why her albums will do really well for like one to two weeks and then they kind of lose attention or they kind of lose steam and then they fall back to the bottom of the billboard chart, something that she's very, very angry about. You can see that anger in her response to Megan Thee Stallion. But back to what I was saying about this misinformation campaign that she was peddling, um, Nicki Minaj started telling people that the victim was a white girl and that this was a Romeo and Juliet situation. If you don't know what Romeo and Juliet is, um, it's basically a term to refer to two teens who are like have a slight age difference, like maybe the guy's 18 and the girl's like 16 or like 15. And like, it's not, it technically may violate some consent laws, but almost every state has something called the Romeo and Juliet exception where it's like, okay, like these are two teens who got together when they were teens. It's not an adult violating a minor. And so by trying to make it seem like Kenneth Petty didn't actually corner his victim in a stairwell and then assault her at knife point was very crazy. And 
the victim, Jennifer Huff, and I'm only identifying her because she's come forward publicly. She spoke on the talk show The View, I believe sometime in 2021 or maybe 2020 about her experiences and about the harassment that she was enduring from Nicki Minaj's camp. I mean, she had her people calling the scroll and saying, recant your statement, recant your statement, all in some convoluted attempt to try to get his charges overturned so that he wouldn't be on the sex offender registry. Because when you're on the sex offender registry, um, I don't believe he can travel internationally. He has to tell states, you know, when he's moving, he has to check in with the parole officer and he will have to do this for the rest of his life, or at least until he's very, very old. I can't remember the details off the top of my head. So this is a man who is, I mean, it's, it's very inconvenient to be Nicki Minaj and have this level of fame and also not be able to go on vacations or as uh, my mutual and one of my favorite creators said, Julesy, like not be able to take a walk in the park and the man, like people won't move into your neighborhood because they see that he's a sex offender. It limited her in a lot of ways. And so she attempted to gain legitimacy by bullying and harassing her victim. And that's when I really stopped fucking with her. And I think it's important to say this because as much as I love Megan the Scion and I'm a huge Megan the Scion girl, don't get me wrong, like, ah, but There is just something so fucked up about watching a woman, particularly one who's alluded in her music to experiencing um, some very real sexual trauma, dismiss the sexual trauma of another woman because she doesn't want to hear, because because it inconveniences her lifestyle. And in one of the articles that I'll link, and again, I really encourage you to read them, Jennifer Huff was interviewed by the New York Times and the article sort of ends on the note that she told Minaj like she had a phone conversation with Minaj where she was like you know this really happened to me I'm not lying like and Nikki just hung up and I think that's very indicative of the the monster that she really is and you look at all the other stuff like the fact that she's always had issues with other female rappers the fact that she really can't hold her own lyrically like when she got into that when she got into that beef with Remy Ma, um, she took like a month to come back with a response, which is not something that other rappers would typically be allowed to get away with in a rap battle. Like typically it's understood that you have like 24, 48, maybe 72 hours. But like if you're really about that pen, if you're really about that life, but she took like a month to respond to Remy Ma because she just doesn't have that fight in her. She just wants like idolation and worship and she's a bad person also his was a really good song i think the idea of like the barbs as an entity to be afraid of is very unserious not that there can't be real harm done to you during doxing but like at this point like this isn't 2008 this isn't even 2014 this is 2024 in almost all of the states, we now recognize internet harassment as something that like if you cross the line and if you send death threats or you seem like you're going to threaten bodily harm to someone, it's something you can get arrested for. It's certainly something that you can be held civilly liable for. The idea of doing time or going you know, like losing a judgment. And when you lose a judgment, you get a lien taken out against you if you don't pay. Like, it, it's really serious to have these sorts of things against you. It's even serious to have a restraining order against you because that's another thing that can happen. Um, all for Nicki Minaj, who certainly won't support you and yet also has a documented history of weaponizing her rabid fan base to attack people is insane to me. And yet that's the world 
that we live in. All this being said, if you're a Barb and you only got to this point in the podcast to be like, eh, look how she's bothering Nikki, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not even going to waste my Smeagol impression on you. Just know that I have the resources and the time. So, you know, do your worst, but you will be liable, period. Into the meat and potatoes of today's topic, let me just remind you that whether you're listening on Apple Music or Spotify, you should right now rank this podcast five stars because it really helps me. It boosts me in the algorithms. And also, it's just like a nice, it's like a nice little compliment to give to your podcast friend. But if you are listening on Spotify, then please interact with the interactive portion. When you listen to this podcast and you scroll down, you'll be able to find all the links that I provide. Um, learn more about the episode, but you'll also be able to interact using the interact button. Every single week, I have an open feedback question where I ask you to give me feedback on what you liked or didn't like about the episode and topic suggestions, something that I really use while working off of. And below that, there's also a poll to vote on the sound quality. It is immensely helpful when you give your honest feedback about the sound quality of this podcast. I literally promise you it's not going to hurt my feelings. You cannot hurt my feelings about the sound quality of this podcast more than I have hurt my feelings about the sound quality of this podcast so you can be honest and you can say like hey in some parts it echoes or you can just vote and say like there's three prompts is the sound better worse or the same your feedback is so appreciated and it's even more appreciated if you take the time to leave a written review on apple that is so 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 immensely helpful and getting me boosted right now i think i have like 4.9 stars on apple and five stars on spotify which is something that the algorithm definitely takes notice of so thank you so much in advance for your support of this podcast and let's just let's just get into it something that i think about often and i think that's why it keeps coming up on this podcast is how people use social justice as like a morality test and it's not about helping people and i saw that tweet today and i was like oh finally that's what i've been trying to put into words unsuccessfully for months like there is something so grating about people who are like you have to care about um genocide because it makes you a better person it's like i mean yeah i guess that's like an initial recruiting tactic but then at the same time like it it should just kind of disturb you that people are being killed indiscriminately because israel wants to profit um off of the land and oil and resources that exist in gaza by displacing the indigenous people and also with the backing of the united states and every other world power and you know companies that have already gone in and purchased stakes in a way that really violates international law um and then speaking of international law the idea that the powers who are funding this genocide would ever hold a country in contempt in any sort of serious matter just really proves that the court is not a legitimate entity but rather an entity that picks and chooses who is the aggressor and who are transgressors, often based on colonial interpretations of um, good and evil that can more reductively be or described as black and white. Like, that should really be the pitch. That should really be the pitch. But it's all about these morality wars. And I'm so sick of bitches that... Oh, I got so far in this podcast without swearing, man. I'm so sick of B words. I'm trying to swear less. Using social justice as some sort of excuse to feign superiority over other people. Because they're always the worst. Like, we talk about how spiritual girls 
be some of the worst people you ever met like the most love and light oh talk about your mental health girl I knew she was a terrible person very beautiful and very well dressed but terrible like just fucking other people's damn it oh god that was she was sleeping with other people's men frequently and seemed to get off on it for reasons that we've already discussed in prior podcasts and so like like I think that's sort of the problem with leftism and as someone who's been accused of not being a good leftist um something that always makes me laugh and this was from a mutual that I really respect so there's no like beef there with this person but he was like we need to abolish the United States military and I was like yeah I mean if we like started this country from scratch and maybe like you know if I could make the world again, I would make peace and not war. Like, yeah, that would make sense. But I just, I feel like if in 2025, the United States was just like, okay, F it, let's just abolish our military. We would all die. Like we would all be murked off of this planet pretty much within 48 hours. Like exactly what people thought was gonna happen during the cold war, like put your head behind your ears and pray to your God that's exactly what would happen because that is the sort of world that we live in not excusing the crimes perpetuated by that entity but just like I feel like we lose reality in this quest to be like the better person and people feel like the more niche micro labels they attach themselves to the more they feel like they don't have to back up their pedagogy or explain themselves to people who would otherwise like have valid criticisms offer some necessary critiques like this idea that you should care about social justice because it's a flex and you can always tell who I always think about those like call out tiktok creators and how they were doing so well in 2020 and now in like 2024 people are kind of getting sick of them and it's like yeah because you substituted an actual personality actual quirk an actual good thing to stay by just parroting language off of people who had done the reading and the work and turned it into like snappy sassy sound bikes where you take down a karen and like i don't know did you really reveal structural inequity did you defeat white supremacy or homophobia or transphobia um by calling out some random high schooler or like some person who's in and also the people who get in these situations I just like a white woman could not stand in front of my car and call me a racial slur and I like patiently stand in front of her and trying to Martin Luther King that out no disrespect to Dr. King, but more so like, oh, I'm going to take the peaceful route and turn the other cheek because there was very much a time and a place for that. But that was already done by the 1960s iteration or continuation of the civil rights movement. Like, frankly, I wouldn't even, I'm not pulling out the video to record you. Like if somebody's going to pull out a video, it's about to end up on Worldstar. What I'm trying to say is that I also don't understand the people who get in these situations, but that's neither here nor there. This whole idea that you could grow a platform not using your personality, but just by, you know, I'm better than you. And then all of them got revealed to be terrible people. And it's like, no, yeah, no, duh. Also, I think there's something very weird about being obsessed with white people as like ooly boogly aliens. Like whenever people make these, you know, I'm just really going off today, but that's the beauty of the one take wonder. Whenever people start talking about like, oh, white people don't have these problems. I'm like, perhaps you should make a white friend because yes, they absolutely do. So weird to talk about them. Like also they can see these posts, but well, let's just take a break. Let me take a break.
I'm recording this on live as I usually do, and the user, Vinny, mm -hmm, um, was talking about the boycotts and how people, like, I don't even think people are paying attention to past movements. Boycotts take months to years to plan. Contrary to what you were taught in your shitty American public school education, again with the swearing, every time it's like, there, I just slapped myself. Oh, that hurt more than I thought it would. Oh. Oh, that, that wasn't nice to do to me. Anyway, where was I going with this? The idea that the boycotts just happen overnight, like Rosa Parks was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to get up. And then for over a year, people protested the Montgomery public busing system. It does not give credit where credit is due. That first of all, Rosa Parks planned that act of defiance. Like she was specially selected because of who she was. There's a very fascinating history with the girl that they didn't select because she was dark skinned and also a teenage mom. And they really like they were very intentional about picking exemplary Negroes and then also making plans because not using the bus, which is the primary mode of transportation for black people in the South, particularly in Montgomery, Alabama, meant that they had to plan, you know, okay, the people who do have cars, here are the rides we're going to do. And we still need to get to our jobs because we still need to pay the bills. So here's how we're going to walk together in groups to prevent us from being attacked by the white people who will become very angry and threaten to harm or even lynch us because of our civil disobedience and because of the way that we're tanking the local economy but they knew that tanking the local economy was a valuable way to get their rights and instead people are just like okay well boycott this you can't just say that out of thin air it takes some time to pull off and then people will look at you crazy when you say that they'll be like you're not really supporting the movement. I don't know. And the thing is, is normally I would say that this is like a very chronically online conversation that like you shouldn't take the rhetoric of, you know, a couple of people who refuse to reduce their screen time as like a real indication of what's happening in these movements. But because I do participate in mutual aid organizations in real life, and because I do care about things like donating food or like money or my time, and because I interact with people in real life, I'm telling you the exact same people who are chronically online are the ones having these conversations in public. Like when I made that episode about polyamory and I think I put in my own TikTok about how like someone told me in real life that not wanting to see myself as a resource and share my partners was meant that I could never abolish like internalized capitalism which is such an insane sentence that was a real life conversation I had with someone um in a real life town hall about COVID era mutual aid and how we could assist our neighborhood in East Liberty Pennsylvania East Liberty, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Also, I was an English major in college. So like, again, these are conversations, like I'm not new to this, I'm true to this. And I just, it's so easy to tell when someone is like, perhaps overzealous, but misguided about wanting to do right by other people. And when people want to just be as extreme as possible to be the most superior person in the room and let me tell you something what I learned from an elder leftist all of the people who are going so hard now would flip for a check or 
in like 20 years they will be republicans you think i'm joking look at the supreme court clarence thomas was writing his dissertations and papers in college on the black panther party he was a radical he specifically wrote about the fact that white women were offered as some sort of pacification to black men in order to achieving equity look at who he's married to jane thomas not that there's anything wrong with interracial relationships, but like marrying Ginny Thomas specifically is a choice. Being a black Republican is a choice. And to quote Bottoms, you may be a black Republican, but you're still the smartest among us. Think about it. That movie was so funny. Oh my God, it deserved all of the accolades and awards. Love movies about just two lesbian losers. We need to get back to that in film. But Clarence Thomas was so left and radical and apparently was like hard to get along with because of these beliefs and then he just realized that it like wasn't serving him the way it thought it would because he you know kind of like didn't want to be poor forever and so he was like fuck it we bought and now he's an uber conservative who if he was any other judge on any other bench in america would have been not only removed from the bench but likely disbarred for his fraudulent conduct and the way that he manipulates the supreme court according to what his donors do for him i.e paying off his debts but he's allowed to do that because the supreme court has made sure that there's no oversight board to monitor them that's america baby i'm very deeply fascinated long after this podcast has you know ceased and while i'm probably either being a mega lawyer or doing something really cool on tv I have a written list in my diary because I catalog all of my days and I just can tell you, I can tell you which accounts are going to flip because these people are not serious. And I think when you're really motivated to help people, like when it really bothers you to your core that like people are starving in one of the richest countries in the world or like, why did I get to go to Disney so many times growing up? And I had church friends who just because their parents didn't have the same jobs as mine, like couldn't buy new clothes. What the fuck is up with damn it mm, what is up with that that feels sick and twisted and learning that it's all systemic design and we need people to be the lower caste it should make you angry which is why i don't understand all this infighting about like you don't get my particular niche micro label so you know you can't join my club and you're a fascist quote barbie like i don't control the railways i don't know i don't think these people want advancement as much as they just want to be they, they almost see themselves as like characters from rent you know like have you ever seen the musical rent how the characters sort of through flawed choices essentially keep themselves in the same situation but they glamorize la vie bohème and so they refuse to actually adapt or change and sort of assert their as like a point of superiority i think that's how some people experiment with leftism and i think it's i think it's very trifling to experiment with this idea that you should do better and right by your neighbor so i think that's all for this episode um please give me your feedback on the sound even if it's just reaching out through me through social media and please spread the word about this podcast send it to your friends your family member who can tolerate some mild to heavy swearing depending on the episode and depending on the day that i recorded it please 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 make sure that you've already rated this podcast five stars please leave a written review it is so immensely helpful and as always interact if you're a spotify listener i love you so much thank you for making it to the end and i'll see you next week and on time love you bye